Hello and welcome to episode 164 of Laps Gamer Radio. I am Nick Case and joining us this week to go through what we've been playing and streaming is Mark... Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to... I was waiting for you to insert a <laughs> shitty nickname. <laughs> Hello. I can't think of a shitty nickname for you. <laughs> oh, I've had plenty, don't worry. Sorry. Hello. Mark, Chazzy. Hello. I'm just not going to do the pauses. That just doesn't uh, work, does no, it? Mark, Chazzy and Adam. Hello. Hello. Back Hello. from a uh, long time not on the podcast, Adam. Yeah, it has been a while, right? You know, time zones and all that jazz getting away nine times out of ten, and this is yeah. the one time when it doesn't. <laughs> Especially with the uh, the whole lockdown easing in Canada a lot. Yeah, I'm out, cause... being out all the time. Not really, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> it has meant gonna... I've been back to work, actually, to be fair. Adam's just been More going around yeah. doing like really normal things and sending pictures of it to him, to us, just to show yeah, off. Here I am. Outside. More accurately, <laughs> I've been arguing with contractors. <laughs> Always fun. Which we won't get into. <laughs> cool. Um, so, Adam, seeing as you've uh, you've not been on the podcast for uh, quite a long time, uh, what have you been playing recently? Where the hell do I start? I guess recently, I wrote a big long list of stuff, didn't I, that I've been playing. Yeah. And then I was like... Some of this stuff you guys watched me on stream. Some is more recent than others. Um, I know where to start. Terminator Resistance. Oh, God. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're going so far back. That feels like yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that the first thing you streamed? That was the first thing I streamed, yeah. yeah. Uh, I never as a game had such a good first impression and then just gone downhill from there. Um, it's like a total so first person shooter like B game kind of tried to sell itself as like hey this is like Fallout kind of it's not Um, just has it's like a series of small open world-ish levels Um, has crafting mechanics and stuff but it's such a B game terrible audio design there's one woman that is like yelling at her mic all of the time (laughs) Oh, yeah. To some point where it was like blowing out. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't just her. There was a few characters, but her in particular. That uh, from watching the stream, it where the, the voices were really distorted. Yeah, like like they I, some of it's like we've, we've just got one go at this. We got one go at this, and yeah. that's what we got. And unfortunately, it was blown out. So hey ho. <laughs> yeah. Was it like they just what, grabbed what? someone out the tea room? They hadn't yeah. got a pop shield for the microphone. Yeah, Maureen, Maureen, can you come here and shout into this microphone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I know, I know, you've got to go back and like back off lunch, but can you just do this one? She's like, just this one for me. She's okay, like, what's, done it. Great, what's the resistance? Who? What's my? Well, I don't understand any of what's this. What's my motivation, dear? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you could maybe understand it if they were some big name actors and they could only afford like an hour of their time. Nope. So they they literally only did have one take to do it, but yeah. I, I'm guessing that's not the case. There is not a single named actor in this. Um, <laughs> it's really it has you spending half the game fighting spiders that are like terminators. For weird moments where like the terminators are easier to kill when it suits the plot. So there's sometimes when you can take out like entire platoons of Terminators and then others, like one bit I got stuck on sneaking into a mansion where basically if one of them sees you, you're dead. Super frustrating. Tried it, didn't 
really tie into the Terminator plot and then right at the very end it's like right we're off to Skynet we're going to attack and then it had an ending that tried to tie into the Terminator mythology in a way it just didn't earn at all Mm. Um, so I'm glad I played it like I spent a long time when I was streaming it talking about how much I liked the Terminator movies and I know (laughs) so much about the lore despite how much they've rebooted those films like there's so many different timelines within timelines originally and then they redid them by bringing out these newer films that have raised the timelines like twice over um so yeah not a good game wouldn't recommend it i got it, it was on, very funny on to sale watch, but yeah funny to watch yeah. Yeah, a yeah. good first game to stream when we started yeah, yeah. i picked up all our streaming so yeah um, columns played it as well i'd be interested to hear what he thinks of it no, and Amy probably likes it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest. Game of the year, mate. Dodgy yeah. Collie would like anything as long as it's a euro. Yeah, yeah. as long as it's cheap, it, he'll man. take it. Um, there's a few other things I kind of rushed through, I guess. I didn't stream these things. So Captain Toad played that bloody lovely game. Like, really just played it in handheld mode on my Switch. It's just so charming, it. Super isn't it? fun. Yeah. The only slight thing in a few... The Mario, like Mario 3D World, fell up by this time. You end up finding yourself having to grind for the collectibles to do some of the older levels if you didn't get them all in the first try. And I'm, it's kind of those collectibles should be optional. Like I think it's the diamonds you have to get to unlock some of the later missions. And I find myself having to go back to so that was a bit older levels, which was a bit crappy. Uh, Sonic Lost World is a terrible game. The only reason I played it is because I changed jobs, and when I was between jobs, I played Mario Paper Mario Color Splash through to completion. So I had my Wii U plugged in, and I was like, "Ah, I started Sonic Lost World ages ago. I'll just finish it." If you were to watch videos of it, you would think, "Oh, this is a cool like Mario Galaxy ripoff." It's not. It controls terribly. that's a game that has a stupid thing where you have to grind as well. For some reason, it gates worlds by how many animals you've killed. Or like robotics, like animals you've rescued, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the numbers are insane. Like you need like 8,000 to unlock one level towards the end. So basically I found one level where you could just grind like hundreds in a turn. Like somewhere where you'd grind hundreds, then you'd hit an extra life, then you'd kill yourself, go back to the checkpoint, do the same thing again, like maybe like 50 times to grind out enough animals rescued to be able to do like the final set of levels. Um, Yeah, don't play it. Play Mario Galaxy instead. Uh, What else? Battletoads? I played through that. Oh yeah, I haven't tried this yet. Is it any good? Uh, Yes and no. That I because okay. we've been a bit spoiled this year. Streets of Rage Four came out, and yeah. that was which really is good. Which is great. Like, that was yeah. a brilliant like reimagining. This is not that good. The combat doesn't. It's like a lag or something with a combat that doesn't feel great, and all the humor is very like ugh, just kids sort of like knowing Saturday throwback cartoon. 80, 80, yeah, sort of knowing yeah. throwback to the eighties humor. If that makes like sense. too aware of itself, kind yeah, of. Yeah. I wouldn't even say eighties. I'd say like nineties, like stuff that's perhaps a, that some of us are a little bit too old for. That I would never have watched, like Dexter's Lab and stuff like that. Right, sort yeah, of yeah. reminds oh, me of so that. So it's aiming at people like me then. Possibly, but then even Dexter's I don't Lab know. was awesome. 
You so might find I can it. Care. Dexter's lab was awesome. <laughs> um, the one good thing about it, though. <laughs> one good thing really? about Dexter's lab or Battletoads? Battletoads is oh, nearly every other level is a different type of minigame, and some of them are genuinely good. Like, there's one that's a take on Don't Talk and Nobody Explodes, or Stop Talking, whatever it's called. Stop yeah. Talking and... What the hell is that game called? The Bomb Keep Game. Talking and Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. There's one that's super cool. You've got this screen that's like a bank of all these controls, and then you've got to match symbols up to figure out which panel to control and do it to unlock all these terminals and stuff. And it's so cool. It made me think that um, this would be really cool if they made some sort of like Battletoads, like WarioWare game. Like that could work. Get, strip out all the beat em up stuff um, <laughs> and just have that in it, and it might work. Nice. Um, Interesting. I went back to play Anthem. And cool. Do you know what? There's like 25% of this game that's good. (laughs) And it's really good. Like, the flying mechanic stuff's super cool. Some of the abilities are super cool. Like, and then I feel like there's a... Each of the Titans has a good... The Javelins, actually, sorry, not Titans. Has, there's a good enough range between each of those classes that they're all kind of mm-hmm. different. Yeah. And then the Fort Tardis stuff is so badly implemented, but yeah, it's, awful. it's really cool. Like, imagine a Fallout game with that level of detail. Like, it's a beautiful place to uh, walk around. It's all really, like, well-designed. The way when you go up to a character and talk to them... Like sometimes it'll cut to a cutscene, but other times you're in conversation with them and they're just better animated. They're not there staring at you dead face like they are in a Fallout game. Mm. Um, so stuff like that's really cool. The story's kind of cool, but then just the missions are so. And the Fort Tardis thing, I've, yeah, it's badly implemented in like you'll do a mission out in the open world and then sometimes you can go and do another mission then but more often than not you have to go back to Fort Tardis just to talk to somebody for them to then tell you oh you've got another mission to do here you go here's the coordinates go and do it you've got to relaunch out it's trying to match make you all the time it's just like I feel like they were so close to kind of nailing their own thing here but just kind of didn't manage it and it doesn't like as much as like I know we did like when we did the game of the year, the game of the decade thing, I criticised like Destiny for some of the things I didn't like about the original Destiny. But at least it has that like moment to moment gameplay that you there's not a shooter out there that can beat it, mm-hmm. and this doesn't have that hook quite, and it doesn't have that minute to minute like it doesn't like how Halo always has that thing of like thirty seconds of great gameplay iterated. Yep. Destiny kind of yeah. takes that same thing. Every mission is, like, escalating. Anthem just doesn't have that. It's inevitably, yeah, fly around, go through some tunnels, sometimes go a bit underwater. Here's well, this shanty town, shoot some people, done. Yeah. There's there's some, like, glimmers of, of uh, really interesting things in the combat. The whole combo system, like, a different attacks are, like, classed as primers and detonators. And... Yep. depending on like which primers or which detonators you use in which order you can do like crazy combo attacks on enemies like freeze them and then explode the ice that does like massive damage and you like the different team members can co-op cooperate with each other to pull off these uh combo attacks but 
you kind of kind of get through it without doing any of that. Yeah, the, the only time types... I've purposefully used the combos is when you have to do it to grind for that uh, Tomb of the Legionnaires thing. One of them is yeah. you have to get X number of combos. But otherwise, it's I've not kind of It's kind of satisfying. I, the, the little sound the pop that you get when you pull off a combo is really satisfying. Yeah. Um, but the, all the enemy types... It's really difficult to tell them apart unless you're quite close because there's like bug people or people people or bugs. Um, like there's not huge difference between them, and it's it's and all the combat's kind of done at such a distance you don't really get to see them properly. Um, and it's like yeah, like gigantic, beautiful open world that is an absolute joy to fly around in your like Iron Man style suits, but there's nothing in it. There's just yeah. nothing in it. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued. Like, what what is going on with that game? Because obviously they yeah. said they were going to like take the time and reboot it and make it right. But uh, we've had the EA th- sort of conference thing, didn't we? A few mm-hmm. weeks ago, did they yeah, mention it at all? Time. No, but I they haven't so. done they haven't done that for a while. Like, there are but, still kind of updates, and they still do streams, and they still post updates in the Anthem subreddit. The Anthem subreddit, it's like. It's like Suicide Watch. There's like it's 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 awful in there. It has been mm. for a long time. I don't know why but anybody's still like, out in there. What but... I'm what, what I'm thinking is like they've not said anything about how this game isn't going to be available on PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X that are coming out in a month and a half's time. No, I don't. Oh, I went, because like, I took it. Do they the are they sort of waiting and they're going to sort of do a big update in I say think, February March? Yeah, but, I think they're going to do like a full like. A, yeah. uh, uh, no Man's Sky next style relaunch, yeah. Yeah. reboot. Yeah, I think so. That's the yeah, only I way t- I, can I took see. the announcement as basically being like, we're going to take a year and a half and just literally like deconstruct this whole thing and see what pick the bones of it and see how we can reconstruct something out of it. You know, and but just the yeah, fact like say, that, so that yeah, you've be... given them that time is kind of nuts, right? Yeah. This is it, right? But then you look at Ubisoft, they've done it with stuff like Rainbow Six. They've hung in there and mm-hmm. just kept plugging away and all of a sudden, you know, they've made absolute bank out of it. But no was Man's Rainbow Sky, Six I mean, ever was terrible? No, it wasn't terrible, but the thing was, is like, like No Man's Sky wasn't terrible. Uh, sorry, Rainbow Six wasn't terrible. Rainbow Six. But it never really, no. it never really kind of... It off. seems to me like with Rainbow Six, they accidentally sort of stumbled into fell it, fell yeah. into it yeah. being an esports hit, and they played into that. Yeah. Whereas and then, and then Anthem is like just that. a shocker. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, no Man's Sky is probably the biggest um, comparison you can make. In that they, yeah, just I think it's more like Ubisoft just seem to have uh, uh, more of a Ubisoft seem to be more eager to sort of. Mm. Uh, support games yeah hang in because they did it with Ghost Rainbow Recon Six they well. did it with um, yeah with Ghost Recon Wildlands they did it with uh, I think, For Honor I think Ubisoft are quite happy to pivot slightly from what the uh-huh. game was originally intended to be yeah uh, I mean if you sort of think back to the original Rainbow Six Siege E3 demo it was very like serious face guys and serious you know really carefully calculated teams planning with each other yeah and then and it's just turned into like an esport <clears throat> sort of well now it's just like basically gi joe yeah yeah that sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> it is it's nuts like the variety of the characters like the operators they put in that game is just it's it's kind of insane yeah um 
like the abilities they have, and they managed to keep it balanced. And yeah, it's got a it's got a very devoted fan base, uh, and it's considered a proper, you know, bona fide esport. So must be doing something right. But um, That's true. Yeah, anthem. Uh, I I. I mean, it's very rare that a game like is as bad at launch as Anthem is, and they managed to turn it around. Um, so Fingers I don't crossed. hold out too much hope for it. But I'd like to, I'd like it to improve. I don't need another you know games as a service game in my life. But I'd I've like to see on, Anthem do well. I've bought it on both Xbox yeah. and PlayStation for like five pounds each. On, yeah. on the vain hope that they're going to just basically go, well, if you already own it, then you get upgraded yeah. to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. But yeah, fingers Got crossed, Yeah. So what else you playing, man? Um, ba, 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 ba. Oh, so now this is stuff I other stuff I've streamed, I guess. Uh, I'll save two of them to the end because I know we're going to have bigger discussions. <laughs> so this week I streamed Spiritfarer. Which is a very strange game. It's a side-scrolling kind of resource management game on a boat. You play a woman who has recently, or a girl who's recently passed away called Stella. And there is a ma- like a Grim Reaper kind of character called the Spiritfarer that decides he's had enough of helping people cross to the afterlife, so now you're going to do it. And you kind of navigate this boat around the after like purgatory almost and you pick up along the way you pick up animals like spirit animals and as you do that you're kind of helping them to get to the point where they're ready to pass on and where the crafting thing comes in is you can kind of build buildings on your boat it's sort of interesting um you pick up crafting items and you just randomly go around islands like almost doing little story beats it might be somebody's like wants an item from a house that's kind of the house that happens to be on an island it's a representation of a house that was in their real life or there was one guy who'd lost a ring or something that really wanted you to find um the only problem with it is is you spend a lot of time just setting a plot point on a on your boat and then there's nothing to do whilst you're Mm. waiting so yeah like early, you get up every morning and you kind of have to cook everybody food and stuff. But there's no, there's, you just plonking the food in the oven and then waiting for it to cook. There's no like crafting really as of yet. You just plonk. I think ultimately you can plonk multiple items in the oven, but at the moment it's just one thing. It cooks done, and you kind of just spend a lot of time jumping around. You can talk to the characters and they'll tell you little stories. You can give them the food. You can give them hugs kind of help them because you want them to be as happy as they can all the time so then they'll give you these story quests that will help them pass along um but yeah there's not quite enough to it but it's a super cool idea but then when i go on to like how long to beat it's like 30 hours to beat and i'm like how much of that Ooh. is just stood on yeah. the boat waiting yeah it's one of the things that uh welcome yeah yeah it's one of the things that uh, Giant Bomb and the Beastcast were talking about the other week. They were saying sort of like, oh, I really enjoyed it. And then I realized it was 30 hours long. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I watched the video of your stream today. Um, and it just, I wanted to sort of like it. Because I really love the idea. I love the aesthetic. Yeah. And I love the sort of story ideas. But then the, I just saw how much downtime there was. And it just yeah. seems so slow and like ponderous, half of it, it you sent. You spent just waiting for your plot point to go along, and then you're like, "Oh, you can fish off the back of the boat." Yeah, but you don't really much, catch yeah. much though because of the, how fast you're going. And it was just yeah. sort of, mm. it kind of made me think, <laughs> "Oh, is this what like something like a Stardew Valley is like?" 
and would I just want no, to... No, because there's so much more to do in Stardew oh Valley. Yeah, yeah, Stardew like, Valley, no. you control the pace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you never stop in Stardew Valley. There's just too much to do. Yeah, right, like okay. Stardew Valley, you're running out of stuff to do every day, whereas in this, it's kind of like, your boat can only travel during daytime, so it's not like you can go to sleep, and then you'll get to where you're going. You have to be awake doing nothing so on the boat for t- the travel to progress. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, this could have been a cool, like, 10-hour game with half of... And the story stuff is way too paced out. Like, I have three or four people on my boat now, and I've only really developed the plot with one of them, which is this deer called... uh, Deer that you start with, who I think... She says she's your sister. I'm not 100% sure she's just using that as slang, or she's actually your sister. But she's the only one who I've had any sort of plot development with, really. Um, and then all the others have come to the boat and be like, build me a workshop so we can cut wood together. And it's like, okay. And then you do it. And that's it. There's nothing. And then. No pile. Yeah, do you cut I wood don't... together afterwards? No, yeah. There's not enough of. Like, you use the wood to craft more stuff, but there's nothing. Mm. Yeah. It's weird. I feel like either they should have changed. If they wanted it to be this long, they needed to speed up how you get through the animals and pass them on to the afterlife. And there's to be more of them because there just isn't enough written for each character. Um, Turn it into Factorio probably... where you've just got to be punting through animals. Uh, yeah, exactly. Fast rate. Do that. <laughs> um, I've done 200 I'll animals in a minute. Stick... <laughs> that would actually be kind of an interesting game if you if you took the the story idea of sort of like letting spirits pass on to the afterlife and then making like an automation game about how fast you can do that and how... <laughs> Um, <laughs> the most efficient you can do it. Yeah, yeah. Most <laughs> efficient repo. Um, I'm going to stick with it, but I don't <laughs> think I'm going to rattle through it at any sort of pace. Um, but it yeah, seems like a game that fine. you kind of you're going to start off with good intentions of, and then just fall off after yeah. five to ten hours. Mm. Yeah, never go totally. back to. Which is which yeah. is a shame because you know when I it was no, like I say, it looks I initially stunning. saw yeah the trailers looked great and all the initial reviews and initial looks were really positive. Um, the last two things, the things I've been streaming about that we're definitely going to talk more about. Yes, so the first one is Captain Subasa. Oh yes, yeah. is anime football based on a popular manga and anime that's been around since the eighties. I only mm. picked this up because we happened to review the movie on my other podcast, Match Day Matinee. So then I was like, I have to pick this up. The film was kind of okay, but this looks bonkers. And it's just, as somebody that plays a lot of football video games, it's just refreshing to have something new, relatively like well-made, high-budget, that's not FIFA or Pro Evo. Um, it still very much plays like a PS2-era football game, but with just bonkers, like, mechanics slapped on top of it like crazy spirit animal shots and yeah, stuff i'd argue it's very similar to sort of 80s um arcade football as well that kind of side on football games you'd get yeah. in the arcades back in the like mid to late 90s yeah as well. like it makes you think of uh what do you call it like mm. things like virtual soccer and stuff and earlier yeah. ones of them but yeah Italian super 90. cool um has a story mode, so there's one story mode where you can play as Captain Subasa, and then when you finish that, there's a story mode where it kind of picks up afterwards and you play as your own hero. Um, the only problem, there is a lot of dialogue in it, um, which kind of gets tricky to 
sit through at times. I don't know how much of it there needs to be. Um, but it's decent. I would recommend it to people that are looking for something, a different football game. Um, and I'm going to keep streaming it. So I streamed like two like, episodes of it, like an hour and a half each. They're on my YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, worth sticking with if people like it. It has online as well, which is pretty cool. Has some performance issues on Switch, which they've said they're going to patch. Um, so yeah, the last thing I've been playing, and watchers of my stream will know, this kind of took over my stream for a while, was Alan Wake. Yes! Mm. <laughs> uh, so I rubbish, isn't it? Let's talk about this, actually. So my history with this game, had it on PC, started playing it, did not enjoy the combat one bit, found it super frustrating, and just put it down. Then... I guess they added backwards compatibility somewhere between here and then, and they brought it out so it's on Xbox One. So I started it again on that because I picked it up super cheap. I didn't find the combat as bad this time. I kind of got more into the rhythm of that. Um, as a fan of, like, here's a mystery box of things, like J.J. Abrams style, and here's all these twists and turns, and we're going to tell you nothing and then have cool reveals, I really enjoyed it. The episode structure of it is super cool. The f- how it frames it all, like having credits with a different song at the end of every episode, super cool. Yeah, I was oh, I was kind of that. thinking the other day about what probably the best thing that Alan Wake has sort of done for games. I know, I know some games will have done it before, but the first one that I think I remember playing that had sort of like this is episode one, episode two, and had credits and different songs at the end. Yeah, that is just such a brilliant structure for a game to have. Um, I was thinking about it when mm-hmm. I was playing uh, Tell Me Why uh, the other week because that, that does a similar thing, obviously, because it's like episodic uh, in nature. And it, it just threw me straight when sort of the title, the credits title was coming in and the song came in. I was like, oh, it's just like Alan Wake, this. And then you have like the recuts of what just happened in the last episode as well uh, at the beginning, which mm. just like a TV show. Yeah. And it, it really helps you break it up a bit if you want to. Um, yeah, yeah. Like that's it. Naturally, helped me stream it because I could, for the most part, there's a couple of episodes that are slightly longer, but it meant I could stream an entire episode and then be like, okay, that's done with the stream for today. Um, I really like how it mixed up parts. So you're mostly in a wood trying to find your uh, wife who's disappeared, but then it cut to other bits like. Alan waking up in a mental asylum at one point. Alan waking up in his apartment like nothing's happened and just super mixes it up. But God damn it, that ending was mm. like it's awful. Oh my God. But awful. The cool thing is, yeah. I'm playing it after I've played Control, right? And as Chazzy had this said to it, me right? quite early on, You're playing it in the wrong order. There's things in there that are clearly related to control mm. and they've done a super good job of yeah you can see that they've yeah go on sorry they've gone back through alan wake studied their own work and then pulled out loads and loads and loads of references and then basically in control have just tried to tie those in in clever ways and kind of post rationalize yeah. it a bit yeah. i think that's the way i see it there's anyway. like objects of power in you this know. clearly They've done it really well, though, as well, because they've kind of like uh, sometimes you get sort of rewriting um, to make it fit in with the new ideas. And it just feels a bit 
like ham fisted mm. and thrown in there. Um, but in this, yeah. in particular, Remedy have done such a brilliant job. Um, which it, it kind of makes you think whether they had it planned all along. They probably didn't, but it, it is so well done. It is so I well done. You can did. imagine that they did though. Um, is is how well they've done it. Is is yeah. sort, sort of what I'm saying, I suppose. Yeah, and this is what I was trying to say to you, Adam. Like right at the start, is like looking at. That's why I've it, control has upped my estimations of Alan Wake, just because there are things that are done in control which at least explain things in Alan Wake that were never explained when I played through mm. the game the first time round. Yes, and like if you imagine you played this say ten years ago or however long it was, um, there's literally whole sections of that game again. What, yeah. what is that? Why is that doing that? That makes no sense. You haven't explained it and the game's yeah. finished. Whereas at least if you come from control back, you can go, oh, right, okay, that's obviously doing that because it's an object of power. And, oh, those clickers, that they obviously are part of, you know, this other big, you know, X, Y, and Z from control. And it makes more sense, but you've had to wait <laughs> 10 years for an explanation in another yeah, like game. Arguably... For that to make sense. Arguably the way around, though, it was almost like a machete order, the Star Wars films, right? Like, I've played it almost the better way around yeah, in right? some respects because I've had that context. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't... I might not have been as engaged if I didn't know that there's now, like, this Alan Wake extended universe, kind of, or whatever they chose to call it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'd recommend people go back to it personally. But but that ending is a... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I'd like my... Yeah, oh, it's just hot. I mean, I'm not, not being funny, but the final boss is a tornado, <laughs> right? It, it makes like it makes no sense to to do anything in the game but, whatsoever. But like you say, once you bring your control knowledge in, then it yeah, makes complete also, sense. Also, though, I hate it and, when um, games yeah. give you a final boss that is not indicative of the rest of the game. And that game didn't really have boss battles. I guess it had these vehicles that kind of were no. tougher to deal with, but it never had boss battles. So for it to have thrown a but boss it's just, in... It's just lobbed you into a boss battle for the sake of the fact that that's what you it did in games. It had the tornado at the time. start that you, couldn't, that you just you know? had to run away from. So it kind of had the precedent of a tornado. Yeah. Like, like the very start of... Yeah, it, it's kind of poetic, it, but... isn't it? Because it starts with Alan running away for, into a lighthouse mm. from a tornado... And it finishes with Alan finally defeating this tornado. Yes. Yeah. See, for me, that game, it was just like, it was just an irritating parade of like bizarre, unexplained set pieces that were all just linked together. And then it ended. And then it just left you to go, make some fucking sense out of that. And it just, there was nothing in it that really, like, I just got to the end of it and just went, you have explained nothing. You've just made me do this whole thing and little bits and bobs have popped up all over the place and you've explained not by the end of it there was nothing nothing you could put your finger on and go ah that that that's that's the thread that's the thing and it drove me it drove me mental um have you played the dlc at all no i haven't that's the thing right so i've played alan white yeah, those two episodes dlc episodes are pretty good at sort of Giving you a bit more of an explanation, I think. Um, but obviously, that they are DLC, so not everyone's going to yeah. play them. They they feel like they should have been tacked on, but I mean, it was Microsoft Studios that no, published exactly. the game. Um, 
it was probably their thing to be like, hey, we want to make some more money from this. Yeah, but at least explain your game in your game. You know, it's not like the... That's the very least you can do, is at least explain something in your game. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about this, how the, <laughs> the, the relationship, like, or the similarities between this and Twin Peaks. Have you ever watched a David Lynch film? Oh, yeah, I mean, I have. I mean, like, I get that, like... But at least with <laughs> those, David again, Lynch to like, explain his films in his films. No, but the, at least there's a thread. Right? But there's a thread you can follow through it, right? You can you can piece Is A there? to B to Z to Q, right? All right, can, quick test. You can kind of see. Quick, 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 quick test. Right. Then, um, can you thread the needle on a razor head for me, please? I've never seen that film. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, it doesn't matter. I don't think those... anyone can. <laughs> no, right? But I'm sure. I'm sure that there's something in there that, like, you could sit down and you could study it and go. But it's there is a thread through this, right? Or there is something. <clears throat> yeah, right? but there's, I think it's like the endings are always like it's 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 deliberately ambiguous as to how it ended. Right, it's just not. Yeah. It's not but definitive. Alan Wake isn't completely. It's not completely unambiguous because you you know what's happened. It doesn't explain what the big bad thing is, but that's very just kind of Lovecraftian. But is there really. one? That's it's just but, like it, a, but it's like there's a big bad thing. But is there a big bad thing? And maybe the. But big what bad I mean thing, by the big bad thing is, you know that there's something not right in the world. But there's a, is a the world even a world? It's that it's that whole thing. It's like, well, there you go. and, and this is what I'm saying. It's like, here's 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 a layer. Here's another layer. Here's another meta layer, and then there's another meta layer on top of that. And you don't know if any of them are real. None of them are real. Which one you're supposed to follow? But you could say the same thing about control. <laughs> the thing is with control is that I feel like they're explaining it, even though it is weird and it's strange. I feel like I'm getting a better grip of, at least some kind of journey with this i just felt it was lots of set pieces that were tied together and they had no relation to each other with control i feel like there is a definite like trying to find my brother and you're going you know it might be all out of order and disjointed but there is that one you know that eventually you will find out what is going on or or there will be a What's the best way to put it? There, there will be an explanation as to what you think is going on, and it might not be the thing you started trying to find, but it's the thing that you're at now. And there is a hero's journey through the throughout of it. Throughout it, I don't think there is a hero's journey through Alan Wake. So not just because storytelling, but that's got my own personal Alan Wake. Well, this is it, right? And this is this is another a limitation. I think they were trying to push for something that maybe they weren't. Like the industry wasn't mature enough to maybe express, but they're able to express that now. And um, yeah, I mean, like I say, I, I I I literally played that game, and all I felt was I'm in an oh look I'm in another wood, oh look I'm burning the light off of you know using my light to burn off the thing on the the, the darkness. Oh look, I'm shooting another oh, enemy. Oh look, I'm something. doing a really obvious what, puzzle. Oh, what look. is the deal with the darkness like, on the oh, floor? God. Like, why am I supposed to be interested in burning that? Did I miss it explaining to me? Exactly. Or is it just a thing that's there? No. It's just a thing. It's just it's light, it, right? It's like light the, is a theme in the, in the. It's the dark. Yeah, it's the it, it's just the whole symmetry between light is good and dark is bad. Yeah, and um, see, right. I think they literally call the like the enemy like the enemy sort of the, the dark, dark presence, presence yeah. I think it's called. So the thing is, right. Um so yeah, 
that's a kind of infecting both people and the and the landscape around you. Okay. Got yeah. I mean, like I've got a th- like I wrote I like did put down my theory on this like at the end of it like I, I put it on our Discord and I basically thought that what I think this game is is there's a guy called Thomas Zane who is writing a book about an author that is Alan Wake and everything that Thomas Zane writes he is writing it from the perspective of Alan and at some point I think that it, he can't differentiate between himself and Alan and then that affects his relationship with his wife which then goes into the book which is affecting Alan and Alan's wife and blah 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 and then eventually that's why at the end there's all this thing about if you notice she, she, they keep referencing Thomas and Zane a lot like just really quick is quick that somebody different to Mr. Scratch because I thought Mr. Scratch was some it, sort right? of doppelganger I I, that had been living part of his life or a version of his life that was abusive I, I to his wife the, that, that is it. I think that's his, that's his duality in his mind right ah. and I think he, see, he sees himself as Mr. Scratch and he also sees himself as Alan and the two are literally fighting for the control of the book hmm and then it then so it so that whole thing is a, a fictional tale within a real life tale. Uh, that's my theory on it anyway, because of these Thomas Zane references that always go through it. Because they never explain who Thomas Zane is, right? But don't they? No, they never do. They just they just say, "Oh, Thomas Zane is writing a book." Yeah. Right. So what book okay. is he writing? That might have been DLC. Okay. Maybe, I need, maybe I need to I've play never, the Because like I said, I've never DLC played it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I've, like so, so Thomas Zane is definitely explained oh, is it? somewhere in it. Right. Because that's the way I took, I I, that's the, way I took I, the book, right? That's the way I took the game at the end of it because of the way they were explaining it. Mm. But, yeah. Okay, I'm going to buy the signal right now. It's only six ninety nine. Yeah, man, get get on it. And... Can you this not buy both of them together? No, you probably can't. Oh, there's a signal on the writer. Then. Let me see. Okay. Yeah, there's two. Uh, doesn't yeah. look like it. it. Looks like you can only buy them for six ninety nine each. Anyway, yeah. So, so Adam, did you did you enjoy Alan Wake overall? I enjoyed it overall. Um, I primarily thought I'm gonna play it because I want to play more Control. But can't do that with the Alan Wake DLC if I've not played Alan Wake. Um, yeah, that's fair. So I also have American Nightmare installed, which I will play at some point that's as well. The only one I have spin off, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely enjoyed it. I'll definitely go back to it. Definitely enjoy hearing conversations about it. Um, so yeah, I told you that one would take longer to discuss because people would have opinions. <laughs> I have opinions. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah that's it for me that's pretty much all I've played that's notable since I was last on this episode cool alright thanks for indulging Uh, Chazzy what about you I I literally have played nothing other than Gears Tactics uh, last weekend (laughs) so I'm just going to going to seed to the floor and let someone else take a go because uh yeah basically I made a complete mug of myself Um, yes you did uh went through a few yeah, went through an entire level, did it, completed it, got right to the end. And then what they do brilliantly is they say, hit space, you can retry the level again. Or if you hit enter, you can um, oh, come you out of the level. Then. and 
And I was just not thinking, and I just hit space. And yeah, if you want to get a better rating, you know. Yeah, that's it. And um, so yeah, literally just before we started podcasting, I raced through that level again and completed it. So I'm now back to where I should have been by the end of the stream, and I can't believe I did it. So now I'm going to have to be very wary to hit enter rather than space. So hey, hey. that seems like a very annoying button you can accidentally click. Yeah, so it doesn't let you come back out. That's one thing. So like... when you get to the end of a level. Um, it's it gives you like a little kind of uh, you know end of level screen that tells you how well you did or whatever and says right move on or retry the level, but right. you know I just wasn't looking I just hit the space bar because why would why wouldn't you and um, yeah so it was just my own silly fault I was just naturally did it and yeah restarted the level and I was just absolutely gutted because I had a really amazing sniper. And um, now she's gone forever because every time you uh, on this level, it's uh, you have to actually um, save two prisoners in like these torture chambers. And if you break people out, they are random rolls of uh, better characters for your team. Right. So I had this amazing sniper. She was brilliant. And um, yeah, she's gone forever. Never, never, never see her again. And instead, and it's not even like it re-rolls similar characters. It literally is a just complete random dice roll. So this time round, I got a. Um, just like a general, like random grunt vanguard player, uh, and a support character, which I've got a thousand of. So, yeah, I was gutted, but yeah, still, a, still a great game. Still streaming it, absolutely, like absolutely loving it. I, even though I, you know, I've driven myself mad with it by doing stupid things like that. But um, yeah, it's good. It's really good fun. Like I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But I am kind of looking forward to getting it done now and and getting on something else. Mm-hmm. you're kind of looking forward to not playing it well no it's just I've, it's just been it's been weeks and weeks and weeks now like, I'm, I'm thoroughly yeah, yeah, enjoying yeah, playing yeah. it I know. it's like it's been it's been lots of weeks and it's like it takes I, I was toll, just I was only teasing man yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean but yeah it's um, um, I am yeah. I'm really looking forward to playing it myself because I do like a good tactics game and I, I really like the look of it um been watching the streams closely and yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing it myself. That like part of me now wants to play Wasteland Three, but then I think I'd I'd, I'd never play anything else ever again. So I'm kind of mm, swerving that line. Yeah, it's long. But, hey, and all those games are, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for me. All right, nice, short, and sweet. Uh, all right then, Mark. Should we do this? Okay. Um, I'll wrap through a few games. So, where to start? Um, I jumped back into Destiny for the first time in a long time because um, I've kind of fallen off this season. The season's extra, extra long. Um, it was supposed because to be finishing delay. Yeah, because of the COVID delay uh, to the new expansion. It was supposed to end in like a couple of weeks, um, but it's now not ending for the best part of another two months. It already Something feels like, like it's like dragged already, sort of thing. Well, there's four seasons in a year, so it would normally be three months, but this one's going to be five months long. Yeah, but I suppose what I mean is like uh, it's not even we're not even at the delay yet, are we? Uh, no, we're not. And it not already yet, no. feels like it's already been. Dra- I don't. I don't know if it's because of COVID and lockdown, but it already feels like this season Maybe. has been especially long. Maybe. I can't remember exactly when it started, but they're usually like three months long per per season. Yeah. Uh, and then they squeeze four of them in into a year. Like a season. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, but this one's kind of 
there's not a huge amount in it in terms of like new activities, but there's quite a lot of stuff going on in terms of the story, but they've had to stretch that out quite a lot. So there's been huge gaps where nothing's really happened, which has been fine for me because I've been able to jump off and play other things. Yeah, Um, there's been a lot of tree watching I've seen. Uh, Have you hmm. seen about the tree watching? I haven't seen about the tree, no. So Uh, there there is a tree of salvation, I want to think, say it's called. Oh, the oh, I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. essentially, every Tuesday reset, uh, there was a, r- a rush to sort of finish the activity where you got to the tree to see yeah, if the, the tree was the growing at all. Week. Right. And it feels like, under the normal circumstances, it would have shown considerable growth every week, but they kind of like slowed that by half. So it was <laughs> yeah, the tiniest change in the tree size, and people got excited. Yeah. I mean, I like this sort of incremental stuff. They did that like a season or two ago where um, the um, week by week there was like this big instrument that was being built in the yes. tower. Uh, and it was just like, it was just increasing a little bit each week until it brought up to like that big event at the end of the season. Yeah, that was um, really cool to see. Presumably there's going to be something like that. So, so the, the big deal with this season is that like the darkness is here um, after... Oh god, six years of it threatening to be here. It's 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 finally here. Is this the same darkness as fronted by Justin Hawkins? No, no, it's not. No. I mean, he made that joke and backed out of it. It's <laughs> this darkness does not believe in a thing called love. Um, but it's uh, so it's all it's all these like the pyramid ships are they start to come back and like uh, um, oh god. Shadow Keep, um, and uh, they started coming, but like then they started invading the planets. Now, basically, what's happening is that as the, the, the like Bungie are tying in a gameplay reason for having to do something to the game to reduce its unwieldiness, um, because there's a lot mm. of planets in Destiny Two, and they're yes. about to add two more. Um, they're bringing back Venus from Destiny 1 and they're adding um, Europa. Uh, so they're taking out some of the environments that are not really used that much. Mercury, Mars, Titan, and Nessus? Io. Or Io. It's either Nessus or Io. I can't remember which one it is. Um, they're taking them out. And so, uh, well, they're putting them in the vault, so they say. So they, they may come back again in the future. But in terms of how they're explaining it in the storyline is basically the darkness is invading those places. So this season is all about sort of trying to understand the darkness, but also now um, evacuating all of the NPCs and everything from those planets. Um, they're essentially trying to give you a reason to revisit the old stuff to get it done before it goes in the vault. Yes, really, and there's some like some cool story stuff. So uh, the reason I jumped back in is because a friend um, helped me go through the new dungeon, which I hadn't done. Uh, and the dungeons are really cool. They're like raid length activities, but designed for three players rather than six, so it's more manageable for people to get into if they can't to get together a you know full raid group. Um, and this one is it's called the Prophecy, I think it's called, and it's all to do with the nine that like mysterious entity group that are sort of there in the background pulling strings, but we don't, you don't really know much about them. Uh, and the whole premise is like you and the drifter go in to ask them, what is the darkness? And then they show you a prophecy 
of what the darkness is and that's what the whole dungeon is there's like a section it's like a giant desert area just a wasteland that you're navigating and as you're going through it part of it is you see part of like the arcology from titan buried under the sand and part of mercury buried under the sand and so forth and it's like the destruction of these planets and a like a bleak vision of the end uh and a bad stuff to come so like i don't know what's going to happen in the next expansion but it looks like things aren't going to be quite so rosy um but yeah not not to get bogged down in all the weeds of the story i, I don't know where that's going to end up we've still got like 50 something days until the end of the season and the new expansion comes out but uh the dungeon's really really cool um it's this whole uh, mechanic of you having to pass through light gates and dark gates using the moats and you get the moats depending on whether you kill an enemy while you're standing in the dark or standing in the light hmm. and you have to balance out the darkness and the light and so on and that, that element's kind of like you know fine but there's one particular area where you're fighting in do you remember in labyrinth the room with the stairs yeah um up the walls and on the ceilings and everything and david bowie's oh, on the yeah. walls and on the ceilings and he's and singing like you fight in a room like that Ooh. where gravity keeps shifting and you're moving from the floor to the ceiling to the walls. Uh, so that's a bit like an Escher really painting cool. type thing. Yes, yeah. It's a really, really cool in, uh, encounter. I was massively under-leveled for it and uh, my friend and uh, his colleague just dragged me through by the scruff of my neck. Um, but really, really enjoyable. I really like the dungeons. Um, there's been three so far that they've put in. Uh, and they're just like really good end game content when you just can't be bothered to get six people together or you can't get six people together to do a raid um really really enjoyable so it was good to jump back into that and like you were saying earlier adam like that that's 30 seconds of fun that loop yeah. shooting things in the head in destiny is just never gets old it just feels so good and then just from the stuff you're describing it sounds like they they've elevated mm, it yeah. to like a way to almost <laughs> incorporate like puzzles and stuff in a way that works Yes, yeah. <sighs> it makes me want well, to get back to the thing that's been, like, the first raid was very much like that. It was all puzzles yeah. and Yeah, fun. I mean and that, I'm really excited about that cuz like in the next expansion they're bringing back Mercury, uh not Mercury, sorry, they're bringing back Venus and they're bringing back the Vault of Glass, which is the first raid. Mm. And that was the first time like a raid, like an MMO style raid had ever been seen in a first person shooter and I'd never played more than it's genuinely a like, shed couple moment of hours of World shooters. of Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was it was a watershed moment for like a lot of people. Full stop. Who had never experienced yeah. anything like an MMO raid, mm -hmm. That's it. like full stop, like a shooter with puzzles and mechanics in it, and like really tight coordinated teamwork to get past these puzzles. Yeah. And um, like those first two yeah, raids, uh, are like, like brilliant in their own way. Yeah, you know, having to having to get um, five. Of the, all I seem to remember is like that. Is it the end of the Vault of Glass where you're having to jump across? Like um, a series of steps that disappear and reappear, and then onto like basically oh, that's the just um, the platforming section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then onto um, a thin ledge, like... and then in, and then so you've done all that, and there's six of you all having to kind of like get across this thing onto this tiny thin ledge, and then after that, yeah. it's then like this mad um, like puzzle where two of you have to hold an orb and go through into the future, like portals into the future. Then, yeah, the like, boss is like sending half the team back in the past or yeah, into the future, and you see like, yeah. and you're having to so that like it, the team gets randomly split up. So three people are having to like stay back in the boss room and hold Keep hold the, the portal open while the other three people, yeah, 
yeah, hold the portal open so the other P3 don't get trapped in the past or trapped in the future or whatever. And I, yeah, like and that was like the first one, <laughs> and the mechanics just got more and more complex as they Sounds went along. Sounds so cool. <laughs> It's yeah. honestly, the, it's, the one, it's one amazing, of the like, coolest things I've done. It's like you know when you have those moments and you say, "These are the ten best moments that I've ever had." Like, like seen in a video game. That is definitely up there mm-hmm. in my top ten. Yeah, it's just yeah, first it's just ever legit clear. Uh, yeah, like because we cheesed it a few times, uh, but the first ever legit clear of Vault of Glass is like one of my all-time favorite gaming moments. Yeah, like, it was it was nuts. Um, and that's not that's that's far from the best raid in the game. Like we should once they finally put in crossplay. Yeah, definitely. Um, we yeah, should definitely. absolutely do some raiding together because it's so good. Um, oh man, you get me all excited about Destiny again. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh dear, you're excited yeah. yourself. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> uh, moving swiftly on. Um, still chipping away at uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm about halfway through, according to my other half. Uh, halfway through the um, second expansion, um, Stormblood, it's called. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's not quite as good as the first expansion, and I heard that the, the apparently that like the third one is just unbelievably good and some of the best storytelling that has been in any Final Fantasy game. Full stop. Um, but Stormblood's really, really good. Um, I'm just really, I just really enjoy the, the like the loop of that. Like you've got your uh, every day at four o'clock um, at reset, you've got like a bunch of like duties you can do to help level up your your like other jobs, the other roles that you have. Like you have one character, but each of the jobs that you do leveled independently of each other. Um, so you have like a bunch of activities that are really quick to get into, really quick to do, and obviously like a good chunk of XP. So it doesn't you're not having to devote a huge amount of time to um, like grinding. And then you can spend the rest of the time just enjoying the story or any of the myriad of other activities there are. Um, my other half's kind of got hooked on... Uh, you guys played Final Fantasy VIII? No. Oh. Yes. Yes. No, none of you. Oh, you have. I've Do remember you. Triple Triad, yeah. the card game in yeah. Final Fantasy VIII? You can play Triple Triad in... So there's like the... Do you remember the, the, in Final Fantasy VII, there was like the Golden Saucer? Yeah. Uh, that place where it was like a big like casino, basically, yeah. where you go and play like the snowboarding mini game and stuff. Yeah. Uh, there is a, the Golden Saucer is also in Final Fantasy fourteen, and you go along there and play triple triad against other players, and oh. that's pretty much also he does at the moment. Jeez. <laughs> she's playing this little card game against other players. That's like she people who play The um, Witcher and then just sit there playing Gwent all day. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was me. I think I played more Gwent than I did of the actual Witcher. Yeah. Um, I played so much Gwent. I got the full deck uh, and then didn't stop there. I just enjoy playing it so much. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy XIV is great. Like, uh, I can't really judge it against other MMOs because I haven't played any other MMOs apart from, like I said, like a couple of hours of the free trial of World of Warcraft about 10 years ago. Did you go back and uh, have a look at um, like the video for sixteen? I have that. seen the trailer for sixteen. Yes. yes. Yeah, I had to change my pants afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, so up for that. Um I'm very excited. After there being um, knowing what the they majority did with their... of like yeah, cool. the what well, I was gonna say, it's just like the, the majority of like the recent f- like say the modern era, mm. 3D era of Final Fantasy games have all been like the sort of like futuristic ones, yeah. seven, eight, um, ten, yeah, um, twelve, kind 15. of thirteen, fifteen. 
have all been like futuristic it's nice to see them kind of going back to the old yeah. style like final fantasy 9 and before kind of medieval-ish setting but also knowing um, that they've kind of looks sort nuts. of perfected that battle style now with 7 remake i'm hoping yes. that they just yeah. tweak it well enough yeah. that yeah it's kind of going to be the perfect marriage of like see I, I didn't hate it in 15 at all yeah. um a lot of people hated the combat in final in in 15 i i really didn't i thought it was really mm, good i'm it usually fiddly. kind of i'm usually not a fan of like moving away from, i still love turn-based mm. rpgs like i love the fact that dragon quest still sticks to that stuff mm. um but like i really enjoyed it but then having played the demo for final fantasy 7 remake like oh they made that combat real tight yeah so, that's um, they've just yeah. improved on it and i'm just hoping that they, that they have mm. even if they do another half step again to improve that, I think that's gonna that game is gonna be a bit of a worldy. Yeah, I'm just hoping yeah, it comes out yeah. this decade. Yeah, because they have <laughs> uh, uh, after 15, they have a bit of a history of uh, announcing and then waiting. Well, they do getting stuck in development hell, I suppose. But this one, I don't. Th- yeah, right. So there's a big difference this time. Is this one is being headed up by uh, Yoshi P, who is the lead for Final Fantasy XIV, and he was the lead for Final Fantasy XI, and he's the lead for Dragon Quest Builders. And Yoshi oh, P doesn't wow. mess around uh, when okay. he has a when he has like a a target in sight. He makes sure that he hits that target. Like if you've if any of you've watched the No Clip documentary about how he turned around Final Fantasy XIV, it's kind of insane what he what he's able to do. I don't think the man sleeps. <laughs> Because he's still massively involved in fourteen, and he leads the development on the Dragon Quest Builder side. Um, I I think like he must do. I don't know. There's not much going on in it, but Final Fantasy Eleven is still a thing. Well, now you've said um, Dragon Quest Builders. Now that's it. I mean, I'm even more excited yeah. about this game because those games are incredible. So, yeah. Yeah, very excited. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 really excited. I, it will still be a few years off because it t- it takes nah, a long time to make one of mm. those games, you know. Yeah. Um, but it looks gorgeous. Um, I noticed uh, in the trailer, it seems like the voice acting is a has gone up a notch. Um, <laughs> I, I recognised one of the voice actors as a character from um, Hitman, um, <laughs> which I got quite excited about actually. Uh, speaking of Hitman. Um, I played the last two levels of that last night. Yes, uh, watched, at time of recording. Of uh, New York, with the, like the bank heist level, yeah. um, that was really good. <laughs> it was really messy. Uh, no way I got. Uh, st- I was going to get Silent Assassin on that. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed that. Want to go back into that again? Like, I don't understand why they haven't explored that sort of setting before, or and I hope they kind of do it again, maybe. Although it they don't like to repeat themselves too much but like they're having the like all of the tools that you have in a hitman game and having you rob the vault in a bank is just like of course it's so obvious uh, yeah. i don't know how why they hadn't done it before but yeah really enjoyed that one and then the last level uh in the maldives was quite fun it kind of reminded me of the final level in um hitman 2016 in that like mountaintop um hospital in japan um yeah, I really enjoyed that game. Uh, I'm going to go back and clear up some of those levels, get like a clean run on all of them, try and get Silent Assassin on all of them. Eventually, I'll get like, I'll try and get all the challenges done because I just, it's one of the games I like to dip in and out of every now and then. Um, and I've still got the three Sniper Assassin levels to do and jump back and play some of the 2016 levels in the Hitman 2 engine. But um, 
yeah, that was that's been uh, real good. Yeah, um, that'd be cool for you to see you do like um, a greatest hits of the twenty, like the Hitman One levels. Your favorite, like kind of silly kills and stuff, or you know. Yeah, um, I remember. Like I think I'm pretty to get, get sure people. I remember most of them. I remember things like the exploding golf ball from Sapienza and dropping the toilet on the general's head in Morocco. Uh, yeah, there's been some. There's some. There's some great ones uh, that I remember from Hitman 2016. I'd like to try. Oh. Um, I've, I've played some other games, but um, I don't want to drag on too long because there's one particular one I want to. I want to talk about. I borrowed from my partner's little sister uh jurassic world evolution all right yeah which yeah. is um it's a jurassic park park simulator from uh frontier um based just down the road from me in cambridge uh who are responsible for not only elite dangerous but also um planet coaster and the upcoming planet zoo i think it's called um yeah and planet got, coaster got is like Planet Coaster is well loved. It's like the the big. It it, it took it took up the mantle yeah. of the old uh, roller coaster tycoon and theme park games and just ran with it, and made like a really really great uh, theme park simulator game. Um, that I'm looking forward to playing at some point. Um, Jurassic World Evolution. I'll start with the good things. Um, there's a lot of like really cool movie touches in it when you load the game up for instance you get the um you get the universal like stinger play that you get at the beginning of any of the films um all of the trophies all of the names for all of the trophies are quotes from the films some of them are from like the recent ones that aren't very quotable at all but some of them are like so for instance like if you shoot a tranquilizer dart at a um at a dinosaur uh, you get a trophy called shoot her if you shoot a tranquilizer dart at a dinosaur from uh, a certain distance away you get one called shoot her! um and like loads and loads of like <laughs> little jurassic park uh stingers yeah, or like the dinosaurs that are in the films um they got the sounds like spot on so like the first time you um you managed to like create a t-rex and it like you let it into the paddock and it lets out that roar it's like oh god send shivers down your spine it's so good like the sound is incredible for those um i'm kind of running out of pluses to be honest um right so uh, there's there's a problem with like park sims like this we're like with like zoo type sims that i've always had um and that's like when you um when you go to the zoo uh when where you see where like the handlers go in and out to like clean out the the animal cages or whatever and put food in or whatever the entrances and exits are not in like where the public are they're behind like another fence area you know what i mean yeah um yeah and that stuff, that's the sort of thing that you would expect to have in a game like this where it's like fucking dinosaurs. Um, but you don't. Like, there's no there's no such thing as a surface, service roads or anything like that. You can build uh, paths, right, right. That the uh, which is the only thing that the public will walk on. They will never go off the path. If, like, you, like, chop two ends off a path, the members of the public will be stuck there. Like, they don't know what to do. 
they'll just stay on this path stuck um but there's no there's nothing else you can do you can't build service roads you can't um portion off where your like park ranges are from where the public are um Hmm. These these are like lots of like sort of like little niggly things. Sounds like stuff that's um, been sorted in that to- sort of game like years ago. Like you could always like like in Roller Coaster Tycoon, yeah, you could I'm zone gonna, stuff. I'll swear that's in Planet yeah, Zoo. Zone where yeah. cleaners go and yeah. handyman and stuff. Like it seems so weird. You can't. Huh. You can't. Um, the only staff that you ever interact, you don't even interact. You don't even have staff. So. <laughs> You have two types of vehicle that you can interact with. Um, you have like uh, your animal control unit um, or animal containment unit or something like that. Uh, it's like a helicopter that you send out and someone from the side of the helicopter like shoots tranquilizer darts at a dinosaur if it gets out or it's aggravated or you need to knock it out for whatever reason. You want to knock it out and sell it or move it to another paddock. Um and you can like highlight it and schedule it to go and do a job, or you can control the helicopter yourself and then like do the sniping with the d- tranquilizer dart from the side. Um, <clears throat> but I presume there's like at least two staff in there, but you don't. There's no names or anything like that. It's just helicopter one. Um, you've got park rangers, but they're literally just jeep. They're just jeeps with a couple of like little bodies, little people in them. Um, and so, like, uh, and like, you send them off to do that. The AI that controls those is atrocious as well. Um, so you like, you have like the little feeders, little um, things that dispense the food in all of the paddocks. Um, and they're like, the food comes up from under the ground. <laughs> uh, now, when they run out of food, you think, well, there must be some automatic system to way to replenish them from under the ground the way they come. No, no, you have to send in a jeep. With a couple of little dudes into the paddock to replenish the food, like even the T Rex paddock or the Raptor paddock, which is just insane. And if you leave it to the AI to do, the jeep will get trashed because the dinosaurs will start attacking, and the AI doesn't know what to do at that point. They just sits there and just dies. But like the jeep will get destroyed, and presumably the staff inside are dead. But you never find out about it. It just says, "Oh, well, you lost one of your jeeps. You better build a new one." Um, if the dinosaurs get out and like and staff get eaten uh, i'm sorry and like the members of the public get eaten um you might see a slight hit on your like on your balance sheet because you've had to pay out some like lawsuit damages but it doesn't affect customer satisfaction or morale of your staff it doesn't affect anything at all <laughs> The only thing that you can affect is like there's like three factions that you have working for you as you're going through. Well, you're doing contracts for you've got your science division, your entertainment division, and the security division. And they offer you contracts, and you have to like doing the contracts will please one but upset one of the other ones for some unknown reason. And you have to keep them balanced out, or if one of them drops too low, then members of staff that you don't know exist from that particular department will sabotage sections of your park for you for no reason whatsoever. It's like, oh, Dennis Nedry in the original Jurassic Park sabotaged the park, so we'll have to put that into this game, um, which completely misunderstands that whole plot of the original film. Um, and it's not something that comes into the the other films. The other, nothing, None of the disasters that happen in the other films are down to sabotage it's just idiocy and repeating mistakes and whatnot but um anyway 
Um, yeah, the, the contracts you get is literally you just get a talking head. It's not even animated. It's just a, a picture of a face pops up <laughs> and you get a little line giving you a contract. And it's like they've got about, I don't know, a dozen or so canned lines each that they just repeat over and over again. Some of the contracts will just be like, make sure that none of your guests get eaten by a carnivore for five minutes or make sure there's no power outage for 10 minutes or whatever. Sometimes it'll be let one of your dinosaurs escape so that the uh, the animal containment unit can capture recapture it and it's like but the park's open and there's people walking around why would you do that it like some of them make absolutely no sense at all some of one of them some of them are like put these two dinosaurs together and let's see which one kills the other one first <laughs> and like you, th- th- that, that yeah. wouldn't happen like it's it's absolutely insane Especially because the films, especially the Jurassic Park, like fiction goes so far to kind of demonstrate how these animals are looked after, like they're proper animals. They wouldn't just have them at it. It's so, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, So there's kind of a storyline, kind of. It's set in an alternate universe after the Jurassic World film where, uh, I mean... (laughs) Apparently, after everything that's happened, you're like, yeah, we'll just open up another theme park there. Um, not just one, but five of them. So you have to work your way through all of the five deaths, like the the five islands there. And then the original island from Jurassic Park is like set aside as a sort of sandbox where you have no, there's no like uh, environmental issues and there's no budget to worry about. You just do whatever you want. Uh, but it's like there's kind of a story. Each of the islands um, is introduced by um, um, Ian Malcolm. Um, I've forgotten the actor's name. Jeff How Goldblum. Have How have I forgotten his name? Jeff Goldblum, yeah. Sorry, Jeff Goldblum's there and he introduces all of the islands and he pops up every now and then. And he's got some interesting dialogue. Uh, and he's the only one who doesn't appear to have phoned it in. Bryce Dallas Howard reprises her character from Jurassic World. Um but she doesn't have anything interesting to say and she pops up maybe once per island and says maybe two sentences and that's it. Um, B.D. Wong, the guy who, play, the guy who plays Dr. Wu, yeah. uh, he's in it and he's doing something shady, but it's it's not really anything, to be honest. He pops up every now and then and makes you do something stupid and then disappears again for a while. And again, it's just a, it's just like a static image with like some audio playing behind it. They couldn't get Chris Pratt, so they managed to get the worst Chris Pratt impersonator in the world to do an impersonation of Chris Pratt, um, no, which is really off-putting. They, yeah. you know. <laughs> There's just... Um, it, you did a good job. Um, Thanks, There's just so, so much about it that's just so dumb and so lazy and so at odds with like the themes of the films themselves um it's like i don't know how much they were lent on by universal to do things in a particular way there's like really weird things like you go into um the ingen um sort of like directory and you've got like um all this like it's like it's basically just like uh information about dinosaurs information about locations and then here's like a list of people and then you go and like you you select a character from the list and it won't be a picture of that character it'll just be a picture of something that they were around so like dennis nedry it's not a picture of dennis nedry it's a picture of a can of barbasol 
from that one scene at the beginning of the film. Um, lots of weird little things like that. Um, it's been fine to play because it, because it's like there's a lot of like waiting for money to be earned or waiting for research to be completed or waiting for your your dig teams to come back with some more like fossils so that you can increase the genomes of a particular dinosaur and then try and create one so you sit around quite a lot especially early on in each island doing nothing just waiting and then when you get the park ticking over there's not enough to do to manage it anyway because there's not enough systems in there um and like i ended up like overthinking things um trying to put in like double gates in and out of all of the paddocks thinking that like if if there's a double gate system the dinosaurs can't get out apparently they can't get out anyway <laughs> they just won't leave if they if you leave the if the gate's open for like 30 seconds or something and there's a dinosaur standing right next to it it won't walk through the gate what um the hell? i know Ugh. um i own this game and i'm just not starting this is super disappointing <laughs> to hear the dinosaurs will only ever try to escape. Like, you think, like, uh, one of the things about, like, the raptors in the first film was the fact that they were, like, testing the fences to try and find weaknesses and whatnot. Um, the dinosaurs will try and escape if you don't meet their comfort criteria. So that's, like, a particular sort of environment they're in, the certain number of their own species that they want to be around, and so on and so forth. As long as you meet that criteria, they're just, they're really docile and nothing happens. Like, nothing happens. Occasionally, you'll get, like, some bad weather and some buildings will get slightly damaged, but they're really easy to fix. And nothing ever seems like... You have to basically engineer your own disasters if you want that to happen. So, like, on one side, it doesn't give you the option to, like, play it as, like, I'm trying to keep this park together as it's crumbling sort of thing. But then it doesn't give you enough tools to try and run the perfect version of Jurassic Park that never exists. Um, so it's sort of like stuck in the middle. But there's there's enough like downtime and it's like easy enough to play that you can quite happily just stick a film on in the background. So I've been doing that, working my way through all the Jurassic Park films again <laughs> whilst playing it and managing to concentrate on the films quite a lot because not a lot's happening in the game. Um, which, you know, sometimes is fine, but I just wanted there to be more stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been massively disappointing. I'm, it sounds I'm glad like they've just, I didn't pay for it. Yeah, it sounds like they've just taken the kind of um, planet coaster, planet, you know, zoo, and then just pared it down to a bit more of an arcadey experience for people who were drawn in by the Jurassic Park license. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, maybe like, I w- I'd be really interested to see what Planet Zoo is like. Uh, I imagine it will probably be a, there'll be a lot more to it. Yeah. I don't know whether this because I, I can't remember when this game came out and whether it came out to coincide with one of the Jurassic World films hmm. or not. Because it's the it's the first like movie tie-in film I've played in a long time, um, and it yeah. keeps up the tradition of them not being very good. Well, uh, I mean, I've got Planet Zoo, so maybe you know um, I'll stream it one day. You can, get a, you can do a comparison. Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing that. Yeah. But Planet Coaster, I've watched a lot of Planet Coaster streams, and that game's like, there's, there's so much you Some can of the do stuff in that. that like, so you can go like to a whole like, sort of alien experience, like rides and stuff, you know, from like the film yeah. Alien and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's insane. But then, like, even outside of that, like, you've got the like the regular park stuff of trying, like, trying to keep the keep your economy right so that, like, yeah. you're maximizing your profits and stuff like that. 
I mean, that stuff is kind of in Jurassic World Evolution, but I haven't touched it once. <laughs> if you've got dinosaurs in the park, you You're make profit. Good. Yeah. And that's it. That's all it. That's all there is to it. It's just so... I was hoping for so much more from yeah. it. There is also a disappointing amount of DLC. Like, a lot of <laughs> DLC. Right. Um, there's, like, a Return to Jurassic Park, like, full-on expansion, right. where, like... Um, Sam Neill and um, oh god, I can't remember her name. Laura uh, Dern, Doctor Sattler, Laura Dern, yeah, yeah. Sam Neill and Laura Dern return to like reprise their characters from the original Jurassic Park, and that seems like it was all right. Um, and there's like another thing where it's like Doctor Wu's secrets, and I think that's where you start bringing like this the the dumb hybrid dinosaurs from Jurassic World and Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Gotcha. Uh, and then it's like lots and lots of packs of like here's five more dinosaurs for five pounds <laughs> no thanks you're all right there's enough in it already yeah. um yeah it's just like um when it's when i started out playing it i was like um i went back and watched the uh, like ign's review of it and they gave it a four out of ten which for ign is like pretty damning <laughs> if they give anything yeah. below a six it's pretty damning like it's like four out of ten i was like four out of ten is basically one above it doesn't actually run yeah and i mean like i thought that's a little bit unfair and then i played more of it and i was like maybe it's not so unfair <laughs> um and th- this is playing the game now when it first came out apparently it was a really buggy mess as well um yeah i'm not not impressed um to the point where like, I, I was working my way through the campaign and I've just given up. I'm just playing. I'm just dicking around on the sandbox mode. And even that's like not keeping my attention anymore. I think I'm done with it already. Um, but it was a borrow, not a purchase. So that's good. Yeah. Um, you've already got it, uh, Adam. I'd say give it a try. You might get on with it more than me. But like... Is it I, don't know. I always first, play the first few hours and then forget about it. Yeah, I always have yeah, problems with these just... games where if there's a tiny thing like that that's missing I can't, or doesn't function as you expect, I can't let go of it. So mm-hmm. I feel like I might struggle, to be honest. And usually it wouldn't bother me that much. So like, um, what was it? The the Xbox Zoo game, Zoo like management game, uh, came out on Zoo Tycoon. Oh, Xbox One. Zoo, Zoo Tycoon, Tycoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's really simple and kind of, pared down and i didn't mind it that much but because like i fucking love the jurassic park games and like i grew up obsessed with dinosaurs uh and i like park sims like the three of those things put together it's like like just get it right and they haven't they just didn't get it right um and so continues the long tradition of disappointing jurassic park games the end damn it yeah (laughs) yeah sorry to end on a bum note it was uh, I've, yeah I've been I've been really kind of disappointed by with that so yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> not great then no, <laughs> no not really <clears throat> I mean I'd say if you got it it's worth playing it just to like you can just be a dick if you want and like pit dinosaurs against each other or like let the T Rex out and see how many people it can eat in a minute. But um, if you want to play it, like, if you want to play it as a proper park simulator, it's going to be really, really disappointing because there's just not enough there. Mm. I I get the feeling if you wanted a proper park simulator, though, you'd pick up park 
Planet. Planet Zoo. Planet Coaster. Planet Coaster. Yeah, Thank you. But it's, I was like, I'm sure there's... I've got Planet, Planet, Coaster, Planet Coaster and I prefer Zoo to Coaster just because it's got a better onboarding system and it's a little bit mm. more fleshed out because it's obviously... Well, I will um, I will play them both soon because I, now I've got like the one missing element for my Monster PC build. PC is almost um, here. I will have a piece... Almost. Almost. Um... I, I have to say, I never got on with Planet Coaster, um, purely because I, I just don't like how it's too. It's the thing I loved about Rollercoaster Tycoon was the grid, and I don't like how it kind of goes away from the grid system, which is what Rollercoaster Tycoon Three did more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been eyeing up. Is it Parktopia? I think, which is a grid-based remake of Rollercoaster Tycoon. So if you prefer two over three in Rollercoaster Tycoons, you might want to look at Parktopia. Knowledge. Or Parkitect, actually. Parkitect. Who's Um, that being developed by? uh, Let me just check. Not Parkosaurus. Parkosaurus. (laughs) Something with Park in it. Someone. It... Is developed by Texel Raptor. Mm, nice. It's their only game, according to Steam. Now they should have made the Jurassic Park uh, game. They should have. They've got even got Raptor in the exactly. name. Exactly. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that's I've been eyeing that up for a while, but I've I've not taken the plunge on it yet. But that's just an FYI. Um, I still think it's Mark. kind of weird how like. Um, uh oh um frontier games got the got the license to make this like yeah jurassic world tie-in well, park simulator game they're, they're, like they're making like planet zoo planet coaster elite dangerous and a jurassic world game like it's it's a bit yeah. mad isn't it just but it's, i suppose it's like let's give the total war uh guys um, licensed to make a first-person alien survival horror game, yeah. and, mm. and that worked out. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, weird one. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, have you been playing anything else, Mark? Um, well, I mean, like lots of Fall Guys, but <laughs> what is what is left to be said about Fall Guys that hasn't been said a million times by people far more eloquent than us? It's fantastic. Yeah, it's very true. It's you know, it's the new big um game phenomena, the first I think one since Rocket League, maybe. Um Are again you not over massively it yet? helped by the fact Sorry? Are you not over it yet? Is it not like just come and gone? Nope. Because nope. that's what it feels like. Uh, and I've played it and I'm I'm done with it. And Have you got any crowns yet? You got any you got any wins? No, I d I I don't feel uh, the need that's to That's it, that's the thing. This See, is, is I don't have any wins, and I'm still wins. playing it a bunch. Yeah, I just, I just feel like that game's turned up, and it's like, yeah, okay, I, I see what this is doing, and I have no desire to ever play this again. It's very. Wild. Oh no, I love it. I love it. Like, um, it's like Rocket League. Uh, it's like, like I played that for ten minutes. Any other? And went, yeah, right. And then moved on. Yeah, the thing is, so Rocket League's got a really high skill ceiling. Yeah. Um, mm. I feel like. Fall Guys does not Has, well, yeah, that's at it. all. It's got like no skill me. ceiling at all. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's why it's kind of popular though yeah. because anyone can just turn up and still have a good time, still get quite far and still win. Yeah, you can just stumble your way to a win. Mm. Like completely, just through sheer luck. 
Um, and right place, right time. Yeah, and I just, I just love it. It's like it's bright, it's colourful, it's funny. The soundtrack is killer. Um, the uh, I can't remember the name of the guy. I did look. I did because I ended up getting the soundtrack on Apple Music, and he's done some. Did, did, um, you, did you see the um, just to, while you're thinking about that? Did you see they did an interview like because they're obviously bringing out the new like expansion or whatever. And they interviewed the guy who's like, I don't know if he's the PR. He's one of the, I think he's one of the devs. And he just looked like he's mm. like he was in his mum and dad's house, and he was about twelve. Oh yeah, he looks like a little boy yeah. sat in his uh, yeah. yeah in his bedroom. Like, yeah. Was that the my new expansion no, is out? Uh, no clip did a video, a podcast with him. Did a video, yeah. and he was sat in his what looked like his bedroom. Yeah, and that as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh nice. It's just brilliant. I guess they're always will still be working from home. But um, mm. yeah, the guy who did the soundtracks. A guy called Yukio Kalio, and he also did soundtracks for like, like Pixel Drunk Monsters Two, and Minute, and Bleed Two, and Nuclear Throne, and a bunch of other games. And I like, like so he made some really good soundtracks. And the music for um, uh, for Four Guys is like one That's of the perfect, reasons I really really like it. It's oh, so good. yeah, that, the just, music when you're first like tumbling whilst you're waiting for the matchmaking is so damn good. The thing is, if yeah, you'd have told yeah. me that was the music from Splatoon, I would have. Just said, yeah. Oh, absolutely. yeah, yeah. There's a real mean? Splatoon feel to some of those tracks for sure. Um, the the one that's got like some slight like indiscernible vocals in it yeah. um, could like totally be a Splatoon song. Um, but yeah, I just I really enjoy it. Like the new updates, kind of like remix some of the levels to freshen up, like just when it could possibly be starting to get a bit stale for some people. Um, they've added in some new mechanics like the big Yetus, which is just a giant mallet. The like flings you forward on certain levels that where you land is just complete, you know, yeah. complete randomness. Um, the game's chaotic and fun. I don't like all of the modes. The memory one's kind of yeah, I hate a bit the memory weak. one. Aren't they ditching um, a few? I just are they they are. I don't know which ones they're ditching. They've they've changed up some of the team based ones, which I think is good because some of those kind of a, a bit crappy. Sorry. The football one's really great. It's just basically like Rocket League, but you're like little jelly bean men instead of cars. Um, uh, but some of the other ones, like the three-way ones, um, not a massive fan of, but they've, they've mixed those up as well. And there's, there's like um, the sort of like the battle pass system that you don't have to pay for. Yep. Um, never will have to pay but, for, apparently. Yeah, apparently you'll never have to pay for because they just sell, they straight up sell like uh, the currency to be able to buy certain bits from the shop and there's just an infinite number of costumes in there they've got massive ties in already with like um some of the valve games yeah, half-life portal. and portal and tf2 and stuff like that um and they've, they've come up with some amazing costumes themselves there's just a huge scope for that game to keep going as long as they keep on introducing like new and interesting levels which how long they can keep that going for we'll see but at the moment i yeah i just I, I love it. It's just a great one because because an entire match will only last about fifteen minutes, which is so short compared to other more traditional battle royale games, with the exception of like uh, Tetris ninety nine and stuff like that. Um, if you just want to jump in and play something quickly while while your dinner's in the oven or whatever, um, it's a it's just a great one to play. I love it. And everyone's enjoying streaming it, from like professional streamers all the way through yeah. to like Formula One drivers have all been <laughs> streaming it. And it's it's great fun to play. It's great fun to watch. Um, their their Twitter feed is one of the best like video game franchise. I don't know what you would call them, like PR Community Twitter manager, feeds yeah. that I've I've seen. 
yeah like whoever is running their twitter feed is is brilliant um and there's been so much like love from like all areas of the the community fan art being sent through some of it like amazing some of it truly horrifying someone did like a piece of fan art of like what the the the, the jelly bean men look like underneath the jelly bean suit and it gave me nightmares um yeah uh, four guys that is great I, I love it uh i've been playing it since um the second day it came out the first day it came out <laughs> yeah, it could not show. get online for love nor money yeah. like um their yeah their servers were not ready for it but uh yeah i i, I i'm absolutely loving that uh, and yeah it's a great one for for laps games if, if you've got a pes plus subscription then you probably got it for free um if not, it's quite cheap. Um, it's cheap-ish on PC as well. It will be coming to Xbox. Apparently, it will have cross-play as well in the future. Um, like we're saying, there's no like skill ceiling like there is with Rocket League. If you go and play Rocket League now, you'll get stomped because the only people playing it are people who are really, really yeah, good at so it. it's so hard. It's one of those like, I jump into from time to time, and it's like impossible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like jumping into a fighting game any time after like the first week that it's out. The only people left over are the people who know what they're doing. Um, but you can't really know what you're doing in Fall Guys because it's just, you know, it's just nuts. Mm. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend that one. But, yeah, that's about that's about what I've been playing, really. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I've not really played anything this week. <laughs> Um, I've started, uh, I have started Deadly Premonition, Nice. Uh, but I've not really got far enough to sort of give any kind of opinions other than that is a weird ass game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one I started on PC that I have now also on Xbox, so I'll probably go back to it at some point. Yeah, it's very janky and it's very, I, I think my overall impression is... I wouldn't recommend it for anyone other than someone who is okay with completely weird, janky-ass games. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just my feeling at the moment. Um, The controls are pretty bad. The driving sections are awful. Uh, It's an open-world game and the driving is horrible. Um, I'm... I've been doing some reading up, and apparently there's a side quest where I can get a radio that lets me fast travel places, so I'm doing that as soon as I can. Um, <laughs> the writing story and everything is really pulling me in, uh, so it's one of those where I'm I'm sort of battling the game to get to the story that I want to so go through, I suppose. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep on playing it, uh, and I'll hopefully have something else on like the next podcast. Uh, but that's another one where it's sort of like very Twin Peaks, very Lynchian, very um, yeah, just very interesting and weird. I think, um, and it's quite. It, I was saying earlier in our uh, chat, it's very interesting how there are two very obviously weird and inspired by. Uh, sorry, very inspired by. Twin Peaks games that were released in the same year. They, uh, both Alan Wake and Deadly Premonition were released in 2010. Um, so it it was just a little interesting nudge that very similar games in story and influence kind of kept came out in the same period. Mm. But obviously, um, 
with Deadly Premonition 2 just been released the other month. Uh, they've not sort of honed their craft as well as uh, Remedy have um, no. from the looks of the reviews on yeah, it, um, it, it. It seems like it's very much a... Yeah, they've, they've tried to capture um, lightning in a bottle and, it, you know, it, it, it can't be done, basically. You know, there, there was... Definitely there was some, seems like it, yeah. Very, very strange. Um, yeah, but it, it's a weird sort of mishmash of... Like, um, just driving around uh, a very big open world with some towns um, and then sort of weird interspersed with sections where you're like, it's almost like Resident Evil, Silent Hill type um, gunplay, um, which is kind of, it's, it's it's reminding me of very much of the structure of Persona Four and Five, mm. where you've got sort of the the dungeon side and then the normal outdoor world side. It's very much like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting game for now. That's pretty much yeah. <laughs> I'll say interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing recently. So nice. Yeah. All right. Should we wrap this up then? Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Cool. Anyone got anything else to add? No. Bananas. <laughs> Bananas in pajamas. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, a little look at what the games that we've been playing, enjoying, and streaming. Um, that's about all of it for now. Uh, you can find us over on Twitter at Lapsed Gamer. Uh, was it Lapsed Gamer Radio? I should know. No, it's at Lapsed Gamer. Lapsed Gamer. At Lapsed Gamer. Uh, you can find us streaming most days of the week over at Lapsed Gamer at twitch.tv slash Lapsed Gamer. Uh, and if you, if we at some point get some articles written up, uh, we might have a new website coming soon at lapsedgamer.com. Um, so yeah. Um, anything else? Anyone else got anything to add? Yeah. You may have no. noticed we haven't spoken about the big gaming news. And the reason is because everyone else has done it. So why bother? None of us really care to me. I mean, what care. was there? To, what was, there wasn't really much, much to watch. Sony announced their price. That's yeah, it. Um, it was what everyone thought it would be. They showed some games. There were games that everyone had already seen. Nothing. Uh, the only really new stuff was the Final Fantasy 16 trailer and the announcement that they were making a sequel to God of War, which of course they were. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That was we're everything. pretty unanimous in our kind of. Yeah. Un- the complete ambivalence to the new consoles. At the I was I was more excited by the news today and the trailer dropping that they're making two uh, Monster Hunter games for the Switch next year, a sequel to Monster Hunter Stories, yeah. which is a really really cool like turn-based JRPG uh, in the Monster Hunter universe, and a mo- a proper Monster Hunter game for the Switch, not a port of the yeah, 3DS rise. and not a stripped-down version of uh, World, but its own Monster Hunter for the Switch, which I am on board for. You get to ride around on a blue dog. So hopefully if that comes with some of the life, the quality of life improvements of Monster Hunter World, I'll be all over it. I think I imagine it would do. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be a hard. You think how well World start, uh, how well World sold? You can only imagine that they would. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Mm. They wouldn't go backwards like that. But yeah, nice. All right, and with that. (laughs) 